welcome everyone to Films of the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Mama Kay. Hey everybody. And tonight we're doing Amsterdam, the new David O. Russell film. He's done uh, a lot of stuff you've seen or heard of. Uh, American Hustle, The Fighter, uh, Joy, uh, Flirty with Disaster, I Heart Huckabees. Hmm? Three Kings. Three Kings. I was I was curious which one you were gonna say that I didn't bring up because you <laughs> you typically insert one. I'm like, yeah, which one is she gonna say? I think that's the only other one that I've seen. That can't be the only other. De- well, we've d- had this discussion before. You and I saw American Hustle together, and you're oh. adamant that you've never seen that movie. And I'm like, I saw that with you, and I remember because we saw we saw it in the front row of a theater, like an older <laughs> theater that had like not good front row seating, but. Yeah, you, you never remember. I this. feel like this is still something that is in your head, but I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know who memory. else I can even. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was you. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this is Amsterdam uh, in yeah. 1933. Three close friends find themselves the center of one of the most shocking secret plots in American history. The stars: Day Young, Casey Biggs, Colleen Camp. Tom Irwin, Leland Orser, and Beth Grant from Donnie Darko. There's some other people in this too, but uh, no one you've heard of, I don't think. Um, I was looking forward to this quite a bit, because I like pretty much all of David Russell's movies that I've seen, which is most of them. Uh, and you've seen Three Kings, and you don't remember American <laughs> Hustle. So we've established that. You like Three Kings? I might have seen Flirting with Disaster too, but I'm not sure. With Ben Stiller? Oh yeah, no, I didn't see that. Um, I think that's my favorite Ben Stiller movie because I don't think he's I don't particularly care for his stylings, but no. Mm. <laughs> three Kings, you like Three Kings? I did like Three Kings. That's kind of right up my alley, though, right? That's a you know action adventure. Got George Clooney. True. Yeah. It's his. I like his. He's uh, got a good dramatic flair while being very funny. Like all of his stories are like. There a lot of them are drama y and like based. Sometimes he'll do like based on a true story and then spin it off. That's kind of what this is. And then yeah. um, I like his style of humor. Think, yeah, I think that's what Three Kings was too. So yeah, no, Three Kings. Like I, I caught up with that. I didn't see that when it came out. So I say I saw that after seeing like the fighter and like his bigger ones. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's. I was like, oh, this holds. It, it holds up. It's it's one of his better movies. Like shockingly good. But uh, we're not talking about any of those. Talking about Amsterdam in theaters, and it has not a good score, unlike most of his other movies. Most of his other movies are critically acclaimed, not. and this is critically not acclaimed at 33%. 59 audience Wow. Score. Yeah. Yeah. So, 33, uh, we had 59 on the audience, which is still pretty low. What's he got on the other things? Like a 5, 6, 2, 47 on Metacritic. So, not good for a David O. Russell yeah. movie. But, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll let you know what we think of it now, and we're going to go into spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, bail out now. Christian bail out now. Christian bail out now. 1918 (laughs) is when this takes place. 
uh, at the very beginning anyway, and it's in World War One when Bert Birdson, and that's Christian Bale, he gets sent off to World War One because his wife's parents tell him to. He's uh, yeah. they're, they're a rich, well-to-do family, and in order for him to fit in, he has to go. But really, it sounds like that they just kind of want to get rid of him. So he gets sent over there. He gets put in charge of an African-American uh, uh, group. Uh, what are they called? Platoon troop. I don't know what they're called. Uh, group, uh, war group. And uh, he meets Harold Woodsman. That's uh, John David Washington. They hit it off, become close friends after being uh, very badly injured in battle and nursed to, he- nursed to health by who becomes their third friend, Valerie Vose. Maybe. Played by Margot Robbie. <laughs> And the three of them become best friends, and they go to Amsterdam, and they party all the time. And then 15 years later, we cut to Christian Bale and John David Washington living in New York, doing their own things. And uh, uh, Taylor Swift comes to them and says, uh, my father's been murdered. And then we find this old dead guy. And then this plot kicks off where it's uh, it's basically Christian Bale and John David Washington are framed for this murder. And they got to clear their name. By going to all these eccentric people and rich people and evading people, and they got to, uh, they're, they're, they're wrapped up in a much larger plot than uh, than uh, right. they originally anticipated, is what you find out later on. So, it's a murder mystery thing. So, that's what's going on. I'm okay, what do you think of Amsterdam? Well, you know, the murder mystery got me into this immediately. I did see previews for it, and I was I was excited to see it, because... Um, I like that kind of genre. Um, what I found out in, during the this film is that I really vehemently dislike Christian Bale. Oh, I, pretty much have, everything. You might have said this uh, before, which is te- like I one have, of your, it's one of your worst takes. It's right up there with Meryl Streep's a bad actress. Okay, but and and I was talking actually as we were leaving the theater, I was like, I'm going to get roasted for this because of the Meryl Streep thing that I go on. Um, I will watch a Meryl Streep movie over a Christian Bale movie any day. I'm going to say that right now. I, I had no idea that I had it, an, a real issue until I looked back at his filmography and I'm like, no, 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 100% no, 1000% no, 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 no. Maybe I would have liked him in Newsies, which was literally <laughs> his first film. So I'm saying you're, you're going through these no's, these the American Psycho, the Batman trilogy, the the yep. uh, American Hustle, the aforementioned uh, Machinist, uh, basically a lot tons oh. of really uh, great critically acclaimed movies where he's praised. Sure, and you are saying these are all Absolutely. terrible. You do not care for him. I do not understand. I've seen American Psycho, didn't like it. I the Batman <laughs> movies. I think he's the worst Batman. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of bad Batman. Uh, yeah, the worst. Okay, I don't like. Yeah. You're getting carried <laughs> you can't away. Can't say he's the worst Batman. You're getting carried I mean, away there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But in the world where Adam West is my Batman, you have to like give, cut me some slack. Um, I just don't like it. And in this, he was a uh, cut rate dollar store Peter Falk, uh, Columbo, and I couldn't. I thought, is he going to be like this the whole film? And he was like this the whole film. And it was so irritating for me that I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy it, honestly. And that one piece is bad enough, but this movie is a disaster. I was going in looking for a clever, 
this is what I was looking for and where I live, I guess. The, the side of the street I'm on is I'm looking for a clever Ryan Johnson knives out. And that's not what this is at all. This is not even a murder mystery. It's not even a mystery. I, I didn't find in, there were murders. Yeah. I, I didn't really find any mystery in this. And I felt like it had a story that was interesting that held 0% of my interest 100% of the time. It was so messy and bad. That's where I land. <laughs> That's very negative. Uh, the fir- first, I'll disagree with you on Christian on Christian Bale of the three. Sure, we get I thought the, you might. When we do performances of the three of the trio, his character is the best, and I think his performance is the best. And I don't think it's very no. close. Out of the do out you know of the who three, Columbo is. Yes, I know who Columbo is. He is a cut rate Columbo. He totally stole the whole performance from Peter Falk. The most similar character he's playing here, and he plays very different people in his different movies. But he yes. American Hustle was the close the, was the immediate comparison I thought of because in that one he's also a because this one he's kind of like a hustlery kind of guy. He's a he he he's a doctor, but he's like a doctor who tries all these experimental drugs be- on people because he's been kicked out of stuff and he's got the missing eye and he's the, he's, he's the <laughs> character that has the most uh, color color to them. And like, uh, I find most believable. The other two of our trio is like wet blanket. And I don't know what this character is. And you can decide. You, I think you can tell who I'm talking, <laughs> which each of them are, but when it comes to the whole movie, blanket is John David Washington. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> this is the problem I had. So I guess we're starting with characters, but before I go into the rest of it. I guess we are. Before we go into the rest of it, John David Washington's character. Describe me his character without describing his profession or what he looks like. What is, what, describe what he is. Uh, he is wallpaper. Yeah. Like, is my problem. He, he, yeah. He doesn't exist in, in a realm he can't be by himself. Like there's no, there is no character there. See, Christian Bale's character you can describe. You can, he's uh, he's eccentric. He's needy. He's got an addictive personality. Uh, he's the most reckless of the three of them. He's you can describe things about him. What what would you say about John David Washington's character? You'd say he's the level-headed member of the group like how, how much could you say he's not a lot to this character is my point and then when you get to the third character margot robbie's character i so i don't really she's like she all right so she's she's her brother is this rich guy we find that out later so she has connections at the beginning of the movie and like right. that kind of helps them with like odds and ends small stuff not like you know life-changing stuff until it is later but, I feel like that's how they get to Amsterdam, though. Like, th- it's all her. It is, but, like, that's what I don't understand. She's not clear to me. Like, she, okay, we understand, like, because uh, the first 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes, first the 15-year the flashback where we meet everybody and they're becoming friends. She's a nurse yeah. in the war. She's eccentric. And she, she make, she's also eccentric because she makes her little uh, art pieces. So she's got that. That's, like, a thing. That's, like, a character piece. And then when we revisit her 15 years later... She's like under house sitting from her brother, and uh, and like like she can't. She's heavily medicated, and she's got vertigo, and we figure out why later on. But again, I just don't know. I, I was so unclear on on these these three, and they don't come off as they don't come off as like a real trio. Like I don't fully buy the three of them as like 
yeah, these three make sense. Is like they're all they're gonna hang out and be best friends. I, I, I it's almost I, like I, the only reason that they're together is because they are so diametrically opposed from one another. Maybe, and maybe that's because John David Washington's the linchpin because like the other two wouldn't hang out without him. And he's right. the straight man in both those relationships, so maybe yes. that's why he's so wallpaper milk toast man. But yeah, again, I haven't. I also haven't been convinced by him as an as an actor. I haven't seen him blow me away yet. Tenet, I thought he was fine, but uh, my biggest thing in this movie is that I really, really liked it at the hour forty mark, and then I liked it a <laughs> well, lot. Well, that's when the story started being told. Right? Yeah, at the hour 40 minute mark, which is right. too far into the movie to Very start liking the movie. the movie. Yeah. yeah, 100 minutes into a 134 minute movie. So I get a nice half hour where I'm like, well, at least I... And But it's not like it's a mystery. At that point, you know what's happening. The reveal is not clever. It's right. you, pick, If you don't pick it up, if you don't know it by the first frame, you will pick it up by the midpoint at least. And then right. the kind of final mechanisms are kind of fun a little bit, but like you're not surprised who wins and who loses. You're not surprised who the bad guy is. You're not surprised. Nothing's surprising in this murder mystery. In this mystery, right. there's no surprises. Right. There's no mystery. No, but well, there is a mystery. The, the mystery, the whole movie, and that's another. That's another problem with like the whole time we got to find out who is really behind this thing, but I don't feel like that's really what was, what we're doing. It just kind of feels like we're bouncing from empty sets to empty set with our 400 actors that we cobbled together for this. And uh, right. it's making a joke at the beginning by mentioning all of the uh, non-actory actors, like n- not non-actors, the smaller names, <laughs> because there are I know, I was all, for a second. I was like, oh, shit, did I see the wrong movie? Because I don't know any of these people. No, it was all a bit, but <laughs> but like, but yeah, like the the top twenty names in this are all A to B list actors. These are all household names. Like this, right? You know, Chris Rock. Pe- there, yeah, there are headliners in in thirty seconds spots. So, right. But but what a waste. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I I didn't really know. I really did feel like we were floundering the whole movie. Are we telling the story of these? three people or are we telling the story of a murder mystery or what are we doing here? And this is, you know, the very first frame is this is sort of based on true events sort of kind of thing. Um, And that, that also is interesting for me, but you know, it's. How much did you look into the actual events uh, this is based on? What's that? How much did you look into the actual events this is based on? After the movie I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I'm going to say I, I'm disappointed with how loose that this is. Yes. The, the beginning says most of this stuff, based on a true story, most of this stuff happened. And then you read right. about what actually happened in real life, and you are <laughs> no, like, really. mm, you are reaching. No, I, you are reaching like- and stretching <laughs> and straight up not saying like- true things. <laughs> I feel like the events of like Jojo Rabbit, which is something I could sort of compare it to, are more accurate than this. <laughs> so- oh yes, because that because even though that has a little boy imaginary Hitler, the events that happened in that movie did happen, and they generally right. happened in the the tone, the people who got right. hurt. Yeah, yes, that movie matches reality a little more with than than this. Yeah. 
I guess I just don't really know the story that he's telling. I don't like the way he's telling it. It's slow as hell, um, even though it's exposition heavy. It doesn't say anything. Like it, you don't have to tell me that Peter Falk is eccentric. I know that Christian Bale as Peter Falk is eccentric. You don't have to tell me about Mark. You don't have to tell me about any of these characters. They all come up. They they express themselves immediately um, upon entrance, and nothing changes for me for that. I don't know why you keep going like, with Columbo. Like like Columbo is looks, like like the the detective with the cigar, right? Who's like kind of like yes, he's bumbling. He's got one eye. It's all he talks just like the Christian Bale character, like a hundred percent like him, and. It was See, I so like his affectation. I like the way he talks. It draws me in. I like. I no. like it. Maybe you don't have the comparison in your head that I do because Peter Falk does it so well, he much do- more original. He-, he stole this whole performance from him. There's not. And the thing about Christian Bale, I may not like him, and I guess I don't like his roles and all of that. But I do happen to subscribe to the fact that he is a good actor. Okay. And in this, I don't feel like he did it at all. I feel like he phoned it in using someone else's character. And I don't appreciate that. I don't, mm. it, it didn't add anything for me. It just made me irritated the whole time. Yeah. See, he's the best character out of the three. So like, that's he, too like, bad. Well, <laughs> no, I've too bad for you because this must've been awful. If, if the other two are, that's what if, I'm like, saying. Like this must've been just like, because like there's just no chemistry but that's another thing is like there like what's there's what's a no good chemistry. way to uh add stakes or tension in your movie you have your principal characters fight disagree Th- they don't really do a lot of that and if you're like okay well that's fine our main trio is a team and they don't uh, they don't they handle all adversity well and that's why we cheer for them but then we need a really strong like villain. What are they fighting against? And we don't know what they're right. fighting against for half the movie. And then by the time we suspect we know what they're fighting against, you're like, okay, well, the mystery's gone, one, because I know who the bad guy is. I know of these 20 famous names who the bad guy is, based on the with and. Right. We can get to that. But like it like it's, it's just not there's no surprises left. And even though and like I said, I like this movie at the hour forty minute mark, which is when they go to Robert De Niro's house. And right. that's and from that scene to the end, I'm like, oh, I kind of like like this. Yeah, it's not it's yes. not it's finally reached three star movie for me, honestly, is kind of how it felt. Because before that it was right. a lot of two ish it's it wasn't incompetent. Like you can tell this is made by a guy that's made movies before, and that's why you're never gonna get a you're never gonna get like how did they even let this go through kind of thing. But it is but- it only went through because it's a David O. Russell film. This was not, if anybody who didn't have a name made this, it, no. Well, they had this shooting problems too. This shot, this started, uh, or supposed to start shooting in April 2020. So, you know, that's pretty much the worst yeah. time you could start trying to film something. Uh, and they, yeah. th- their final, their final film, they got moved multiple times in their locations, which you can tell. Uh, everyone took pay cuts. All the famous people, so they all took their skate. They all took scale. Um, so people wanted to make this. They tried. They tried their best. They uh, Amsterdam or when they got the. Uh, let me see here. I was reading that. Yeah, they they were keeping production on site going, and then the city had to shut them down because they reached yeah. the permit limits. Like they pushed it to the end, and it just uh, they didn't. They couldn't get it all. Clearly, I think that's why there's a voiceover in this too, because voiceover. Mm. While it can be good in some movies, is kind of a crutch. Like 
It's to explain things that are confusing, because if you just showed the footage you shot, you'd be like, I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening. I have a feeling that they probably put this together. Like, um, there's lab scenes cut out. I, I, like, there's tons of shit you could tell is cut out in here. There's uh, Zoe Saldana's character. You could tell that was supposed to be way more. They cut, I bet they cut all kinds of stuff in there. Um, the the Andrea Reese, uh, Reesboro, I think they probably kept too much of her, but uh, they, they, they kept her. And like, there's just a lot of stuff that I can imagine was on the cutting room floor here. Yeah. I don't, I but don't, if, and, and it was already long. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Just... I mean, it could have been longer. I'm sure they probably, I, I bet there's a four hour cut of this somewhere, but it's probably just as like kind of <laughs> sloppy and like, it, like, I don't think, I don't Draggy. think it's. Yeah, I don't think there's like a better cut of this. Um, and, but like, no. all right, so there's a billion people in this. Who works for? Does anyone work for you? Do you like any of these other side, small side characters? I mean, as as I, I think for me, I think you're right. I think the movie, like my intention was going in and out during this this whole thing um, because of my bouts of irritation for different things, and. When Robert De Niro came on, I felt like, oh, no, this is going to be another phoned in performance. And right. for him, it was pretty I think it was probably a pretty easy do for him. Um, yeah. But but again, it really amped up at that point in time. And so I I thoroughly enjoyed him in this, which a lot of times I think more recently um, Isn't I that kind of like, a shock with all these people who are you yes. think of all these people in their like 30s to 50s that you think of are on their A game, and then Robert yeah. De Niro, who's who now has the reputation of oh yeah, I'll do whatever comedy, yeah, family exactly. movie, whatever, and he's he I'll do the intern exactly. He absolutely tries in this, like he absolutely is uh top top tier of this of all yeah. of our other actors, like all of other. I think like, he's successful in established this. people. Who played um, Rami Malek's wife? I can't think right now. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, the other okay. the other best side character because she's amazing. yeah, you're right. She and she is the other best side. I couldn't think of who it was, but yeah, yeah. I she's I, and she's again, fine too. And as soon as you bring in Rami Malek, uh, Malek as the brother, I know he's the bad guy. Like yes, he, he, it's he so play obvious. But bad go bad guys unless he's you know playing. Uh, Freddie. Um, oh, Freddie. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was a good guy Freddy in. Um, <laughs> he was a good guy in. The, he was good in that uh, Denzel Washington movie, Little Things. Well, yeah, kind yeah, of actually, see. he ends up kind of. He's but he's got in good general pictures. he's in general he's the bad guy. And have I said my Rami Malik take on this before on our show before? I'm sure I have. I think he sucks. I, I don't think he's good at all. Like I don't have like. Really? I don't have hot take. Like, I'm not, like, in general, I think most actors who are famous in Hollywood, like, most movie stars are good actors. Because they wouldn't be. Right. Because I watch a lot of crap, and I see what regular actors <laughs> are. Like, you know, right. like, like community college actors, and there's difference. And then I also <laughs> see a bunch of crappy movies where, like, there's, like, low-level people who I'm like, that's really good. And I'm just like, that's, if any of these stars flame out, there's there's a 
just so a glut of talent. Like people are so good. Right. Ready to set. Yeah. To step. Right so in. like when people, when you say things like, I think Meryl Streep's overrated. I think Christian Bale, I, I recognize <laughs> Christian Bale's a good actor, but I just don't like any of his characters or him as a person. All these things. Yeah. I like, like, I, I, I don't, don't know get if that. I like him as a person or not. I have no idea, but I don't I've heard bad things off stage, but um, maybe he's oh, chilled okay. out in his older years. I don't know. It's hard to say. I heard he's a nice, but, a good dad. He, he's a uh, oh god i have a long story no I nothing other another time okay um <laughs> i've heard mixed things on christian yeah. bale but the what was my point yeah so i usually don't like go with like oh they suck like they're overrated people like just like to hate on like tom cruise oh he's weird he's a big movie star he's overrated he's not actually that good like tom cruise is actually a very good actor I've never seen yeah. it in Rami Malek ever never ever once i'm like i don't get it i don't think he I don't think he's good, but even it, even in the Queen movie, I don't like that movie. I don't think I I think he oh. looks a lot like Freddie Mercury. So good for him yeah. for looking a lot like Freddie Mercury and doing that teeth thing. I, I you know that, <laughs> that that's his signature move. I say it every time. I'm like every time he fucking talks, looks at his, his fuck. Even his teeth don't want to be in his body. Like I like clearly like they're trying to jump out of even his head. his teeth are trying to ex- escape his face. Yeah, every word. It's his teeth move closer and closer to the edge of his lips. They're trying to pry their way oh, past see, out this of his is mouth. Your- I'm so glad that somebody else has a teeth thing. Like I have, I have that with, um, oh my gosh, who's the, the. Well, Nicole has a tooth thing with Tom Cruise. We just said, or the guy just said, uh, he's got that center tooth thing. He does have a center tooth, but Cary Grant also had a center tooth and there's nothing wrong with a center tooth. I got no problem with that. No, Cary Grant, Tom Cruise, both very handsome gentlemen. So no no, no shocks. Very handsome guy, but he has a center tooth, even worse than Tom Cruise does. So. Does he? Um, I never really, I, I never focused in on it. I mean, <laughs> you'll, you'll have to check it out. Pre-internet times, so you know there wasn't uh, not as much coverage. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know who else? But, you know um, who else is great in this? And I, I hope you agree, Alessandro Nivola. <laughs> okay, why? Alessandro Nivola is so is, so damn I, good I, I, in everything I've seen him in in the past three years. I'm just like, how the fuck oh, is this guy not oh, like the biggest? He? arch villain he? guy. he's so fucking his he's got he was range. in he was in a movie that you did not care for and never what mentioned movie? him what movie the red sea diving resort yeah i mean i hate that that movie sucks but like he like <laughs> I, I don't remember him in it but but i'm sure he was like <laughs> the, i'm sure he was like the fourth guy he's kind of got a charlotte copley thing to i him. think he was the third guy but yeah <laughs> okay, but like, oh no, i think the first thing i ever saw him in i think was Art of Self-Defense, Jesse Eisenberg, and he's like yeah. a no-nonsense sensei in that one. And like he's <laughs> he's so like he's so damn funny. And I just saw him recently in a in a HBO Max or no, not HBO, AB, an AMC Plus original, uh Spin yeah. Me Around, which is a movie with him and Allison Brie are the two like leads, and it's like a trashy romance novel spoof. And he's like okay. the hot guy in it, and he works, but he works so well. And then in this, he's this fucking nebbish, flat-footed cop, and and he works so well there. And the first time, I, I, one of his early movies, Con Air, he's a dweeby little, bro- oh, he's just range yeah. man. He's yeah. got range, and I don't know why yeah. this guy, I don't know why this guy has to be twenty fourth in line in this movie. But like, I I, I just no, I but get he props does every get kudos. I yeah, so the, damn funny. The, some of the things that I've read is that he gets, and I was like, really, they're picking him out, but then it's there's a reason for it because you have to go deep in to pick out stuff because everything that's pushed at you is just 
not good. And right again, he's like the, he's the second cop. Like he's so right. He's not even pole. the first cop. But well, wait a minute, Mateus Schonar, who is also I I quite like him. But he like, again, like these the, some of like the finest parts are are yeah. not yeah. This is what yeah. about uh what about Michael Shannon and plastic faced uh, Mike Myers? <laughs> okay. I did enjoy them because they were so, again, this movie is so messy that they don't make sense to me. They it's don't make very, sense at all, but they kind of work. They don't make sense at bit. all. They're, I I got their characters at least. At least I understood um, what he was trying to do with them and that they were actually supposed to be like comic relief in this where I wasn't mm-hmm. really sure whether, the other, whether I was supposed to find the other characters funny or not because they were just not they were just irritating to me. So they weren't funny at all. Well, I think uh, that's for... a lot. There's a lot of failed comedy in this. I think that's another thing is like, yes, his movies are funny. Like, uh, but, but what I love about David Russell in general on his movies is that none of his movies are, I don't, I wouldn't call any of them over comedies. They're all dramas no. of some sort. And then you mine the funny out of that kind of like a Noah Baumbach, but a little more accessible. Like you mine the funny out of the drama. Yeah. See, so this is what I'm thinking as an overall like thought process. And when you, when you just mentioned Noah Baumbach, it's bringing me back to, uh, yeah, Ryan I always Johnson. group the two of them together. The, or, okay, right. And I can Ryan see Johnson's why you do and different, but yeah. Yeah. The, and that's, and that's what, I, that's what I'm going to point out. Ryan Johnson makes films for other people and to enjoy this David O. Russell, Noah Baumbach, they make films for them, for themselves. Like they think, that this is funny they think it's enjoyable they make it just for them and sometimes it might translate sometimes it doesn't translate at all you're this the biggest is not- <clears throat> ryan johnson stan that i know i really like i don't know well, who I- likes him as much as you do I'm just saying, I'm, I mean, right now, that's what I'm thinking. Because when I think of murder mystery, that's where I'm going. I mean, we've got Glass Onion coming out. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I love knife, Knives Out. But um, I don't think Glass Onion's going to live up to it. But I, I got to. Oh, I no shot. Did you see? Yeah, no shot. It, yeah. It's no. I know. I know. I, anyway. I don't think, but I don't think, right. I don't. But I think I, he makes Ryan films. Johnson's I think. Fine. What? Ryan Johnson's just fine. He's not, he's not as good as. He's not as good as I think people. You think, I think he's not as good because you like people who make films for themselves or make films for snobby people. Well, no, Ryan Johnson I, makes films for the masses and he makes films for other people. I disagree. To enjoy. I think Ryan Johnson is who film big, like big, like regular and people think is a pretentious movie maker because of Last Jedi. <sighs> because people think Last Jedi is the most pretentious, annoying, artsy nonsensical star wars film people think it's of a, as a, a star wars film that hates star wars and i understand that criticism i disagree but i understand it and yeah i don't i don't think that either i think it's more of a fanboy version which is what no, everybody wants no, okay to well, be. Well, now we're gonna do a last we would do a last jedi diatribe i disagree with but okay my, well my, i don't my, i don't want to get i don't want to get off on that Sure. If you compare Ryan Johnson to, I disagree with David. I understand the Noah Baumbach. You compare Ryan Johnson to Noah Baumbach, two people who didn't make this movie that we're talking about, and they, <laughs> they like, yes, I suppose Noah Baumbach is the more, more pretentious. But you compare Ryan Johnson to a contemporary of his in the blockbuster space. So I'll, I'll do another Star Wars. J.J. Abrams. There's a crowd pleaser who makes garbage versus Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson's much more in the uh, artsy group there. In comparison I to agree the with that, guys. but you said makes garbage. That's, I mean, that's no. JJ that's makes garbage. 
made JJ yeah, make three saying, star though. garbage. He makes yeah. it for the masses. Him and Ryan Johnson both make it for the masses, but he makes no. It for I disagree. The JJ makes it for the masses. Ryan tries to make it for people like me, and somehow catches people like you. So I don't really know. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think don't you're think one of the so. people who like him. Honestly, I think I think he falls between people like me who like the more pretentious really? stuff and the masses. I think you're the sweet spot for Ryan Johnson, which is not many people. <laughs> Wow! So let him know because you know I'm a fan. I, so. I'm just saying, a, a well inf- a well informed pop culture consumer who is <laughs> does not like the pretentious is not a large slice of the pie. But I think that's Ryan Johnson. Interesting. Well, he did you know like one of my posts, so I have to. I, I know. I guess that makes him exciting. You know. I hope Mike Myers is aware of how people think of him because I don't I know. Like I don't know. I feel like he's the worst. Probably in well, real like of all the SNL people I think of, I'm like yeah, for some reason I'm just like I feel like yeah. Mike Myers sucks. I feel like he's terrible, but maybe maybe well, he's and great thing, and he just wanted to take a break. I yeah, I mean he had a time period where I don't he felt relatable to people, and then all of a sudden he wasn't, and I think that's just because the stories of how he you know i don't know whether it was fan interactions or how he behaved on set or whether it was just like the overreaching of the austin powers franchise kind of thing um but yeah he really had a fall from grace and i don't think he cares so he's I, much I mean, I mean he's perfectly fine in roles like this and you pair him with michael shan who you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, that's 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 like one of those like if I ever found out he was like like uh, some in some sort of horrible pedophile ring that would ruin me. That that would be a Michael that would Shannon. Be such, yes, that would. I, I agree. I'm I looking agree. at you this cast right him. now. Just this cast. We got 20 famous people in here. I'm like, it, who would hurt me the most if they turned out to be just like an unredeemable asshole? And it would be Michael Shannon. I hope he's fine. I hope he's as great as I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would have to. Because some of the other people you already know are that the guy. Yeah, who the some of the, well, that's like some of the other people you already know. They're kind of colorful, but like no one else would hurt like that. No, because Michael Shannon is is the everyman relatable, and I feel like he's with like range that in real too. Life. With every man relatable, yeah. with, uh, like literally every man. Like he could be any man. He could be every yeah. single man. <laughs> <laughs> he could be all the men. Michael Shannon. But this movie, though. So the end. All right, let's just do the yeah. end. Um, yeah. There's a plot. It has to do with Nazis. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, we've totally avoided it up until minute. <laughs> the bad guys are the Nazis. Raymond Malik's a Nazi the sympathizer. They give him drugs and money, and he's going to be part of the New World Order, and they're making backroom deals, and they're trying to get Robert De Niro to lead the coup. And be the general, the figurehead that they install in this American shadow government. Very popular in Germany and Italy. And yeah, uh, the, and Robert De Niro says, no, I'm principled man. And I go up on stage and I'm principled. And then he says principled things. And then uh, a guy tries to kill them. And Margo, and Robert De Niro just keeps talking while he's being shot at. While Margot Robbie and <laughs> John David Washington wrestle. Timothy Oliphant, who we didn't mention at all, as the murder oh. hitman guy. I didn't uh, recognize him. Yeah, he's, you know... One of the more unremarkable yeah. stars in this, uh, yeah. uh, but g- g- good wins for now. the The plan is delayed. the uh, the The shadow government, the five whatevers or whatever they're called, they right. go into hiding, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Or so, is it? Yeah. In real life, 
Robert De Niro's character is based on veteran Smedley Butler, um, who made similar claims in the 30s that he was approached by X number of businessmen to uh, talk about installing some sort of shadow government in the U.S. and uh, overthrowing FDR. And it's debated in history how much of this conversations were serious and how close they came and who was involved. And it's a little sketch. History is a sketchbooky, so um, not super concrete. So yeah, that's the that's what this is based on. Everything else is a little fabricated. Um, how's this end? All of this oh. could have happened without any of the main characters is the point. Right, but like it's not like it's not like that's a criticism like that's not the reason this doesn't work. There's plenty of good stories no, where no, like of course not. we follow the small people on oh a big events happening, but we follow Rosencrantz's Gild- Gildenstern, you know? It's that kind of but it's not like that. <laughs> uh what yeah. happens? Oh, um any level. Val and Harold leave together cuz they can't be together in the US cuz interracial stuff. And right. uh, Bert wishes them well, and he pursues a relationship with uh, Zoe Saldana. So, there you go. <laughs> More of the story. Yeah, if you there's... want an interracial marriage, don't go to the U.S. in the 30s. The end. No, go to Amsterdam. You'll be welcome. Yeah. Um, also, it's not really explained like why uh, Christian Bale's in-laws hate him so much, and his wife also hates him. I mean... I. It's what I don't understand really... is what his wife wants from him because I get like I understand the parents don't like him. Oh, he's not good enough for our daughter. He's not upper class. He's weird or whatever. I get that, but I don't right. get why she wanted to ever be with him. And then now at the end, when she can get him something, that's when she like is like, oh yes, yes, please, like you can come back right. to us now. I thought she wanted to date the bad boy or like I don't know. I thought she really wanted to be with him at first because. Why else? Why else then? I mean, maybe it was just the fact that he was a doctor. I mean, that's a big deal. But I know, but his pe- but she's upper class. Like- surely she could date any doctor, you know. Like surely well, know. she could that's- be paired off with some better doctor, you know. Well, apparently not. She she's clearly you know scraping the bottom of the barrel. She can't get somebody. It's not just her parents that aren't satisfied. She's not satisfied either. So. Uh, just weak storytelling all around that don't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Or maybe there's such a thin thread that I can't follow why it would make sense in this case. So even with a uh, boundless exposition, which is what you really like. So I typically, but uh, hmm. Ed Begley boundless Jr. was exposition. the corpse. Did you notice Ed Begley Jr. was uh, Bill Meekins? Dead guy. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Everybody has a part. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, God, we he did have some live. He had some live action though when they did a flashback, so he wasn't just a corpse. Sure, in the, in the movie proper, he was just a corpse. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. you got anything else for this thing? I don't think so. You gonna recommend Amsterdam? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't know anybody that needs to see this. This is just. A slog. I didn't get anything from it. Sorry, Michael Shannon. There's a lot of apologies to go around here. I I don't know. I don't know if it's the biggest disappointment of the year, only because I only like I I I just haven't ever seen a David a bad David. This is David Russell's worst movie that I've seen. I haven't seen Spanking the Monkey, and I haven't seen Joy, which is the last one he did. Um, But I think I've seen all of the others. 
And mm-hmm. I think this is the worst. So that's too bad. But two not recommends for Amsterdam. That's how it goes. No. I didn't. This is another thing. It's like I, at the end of the day, I'll probably end up giving this like a two, two and a half star. Like it's not incompetently horrible. I wasn't miserable watching this. I was just kind of, eh, kind of boredish. Yeah. This is a nice like uh, turn on two thirds of the way through on cable movie, which is not not. <laughs> praise so i was bored angry and sleepy i didn't dislike like it quite as much as you did but i it three, definitely was three of the seven dwarves <laughs> yeah you don't want to be not you don't want to the more dwarves you are during a movie usually it's the, bad not yeah yeah not a good not, 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 <laughs> do not recommend three dwarves Am- <laughs> <laughs> do not recommends for amsterdam and right. then we've got more prestige movies coming up this was supposed to be one of those remember this is supposed to be one of those in the Oscar running movies, but uh, oh, seems unlikely at this point. But uh, no. there's others. There's others coming down the pike. I won't name them all. I always do, but it's fine. In the meantime, <laughs> if you want to recommend things to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswithwomen at gmail.com. Thanks for being on Amsterdam, Mama K. You are welcome. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.